welcome, welcome to the Robin Robinson Show. How you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing wonderful. Well, today I have a special treat. Um, I have a special guest. Her name is Miss Terry. Miss um, Terry is going to talk about the two types of cancer that she has. Hello, Miss Terry. Hello, Miss Robin. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm painfully okay. Well, that's great. I want to talk about the two cancers that you have and, you know, you can put a name to them and uh, let my listeners know what it means to have these two types of cancers. Oh, okay. Well, I have um, breast cancer and I have multiple, well, smoldering multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. I see. So how has that, both of those cancers affected your life? Oh, well, for first off, it knocked me off my feet. Within 10 days, I found out that I had um, both of those diseases. And um, it was life-altering to say the least. Okay. So are you receiving any type of treatment like chemotherapy or radiation? Um, neither one of those, but for the breast cancer, I'm on a pill called Letrozole, and that's to pull the estrogen out of the body. And I'm going to tell you, it's, a, it's, it's, it's painful. It, it, it messes with your memory. Certain things they just don't tell you um, about these medications. You know, they tell you watch your diet, but they, they don't tell you that that pill makes you like, you're not hungry, but once you start eating, you're famished. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's crazy. You be starving like Marvin. I mean, really, really hungry. So I've learned, uh, you know, I had to, you know, do some deeper research. And it also messes with, like I said, your memory. And that's the scary part. Wow, really? Well, you know, when I I went through my cancer, as you, my, as my listeners know, I was a two-time cancer survivor. I went through the chemotherapy and the radiation, which I thought um, one was better than the other, if you know what I mean. If there's a such thing as, de- I had to pick and say which one I would prefer would be the radiation. Let me just say, for those of you guys out there who don't know, radiation to me was a lot more easier on my body and my mind than the chemotherapy. The chemotherapy gave me a heart attack. So that's why I would choose radiation over, over chemo. You know what I mean? Um, so let me ask you, Miss Terry, I know you've had a long journey and I know things have not been good and kind to you 
having both cancers, blood cancer and breast cancer, memory loss, a stroke, and different things to happen to you in your life. What have you done to make things a lot more easier on your journey having cancer? Well, I was never a person to say, why me? That was never um, part of my makeup. Why not me? Well, you know, I just, I was glad that that was my personality. And that's not saying I, I like having it. I'm just saying that in life, in life, things do happen. Lord knows wish it hadn't happened to me, but okay, the reality is it's here. Now what do I do? And and by the way, I don't care what nobody else think about how I handle my business with my cancer. It ain't none of their business. I don't care. I have to do me because I know me. Okay? If 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 I'm not comfortable with something, I will tell a doctor, mm-mm-mm. First of all, I don't look at doctors as guards. I look at them as people who know certain things, but to a degree. Um, They don't know me. They don't know how I respond to medications. Well, well, let me just say this, Ms. Terry. When, that's a very true statement that you made, and I couldn't disagree with that part, that portion of it. But what I will say is that we don't know ourselves that well as far as dealing with the body. Let's keep it real. I didn't know that chemo would do what it did to me, okay? I didn't know that laying on that table getting that radiation as much as I know my body and as much as you say that Doctors are not gods, with it, which they're not. Don't get me wrong, I agree with you. But what I do agree with is the fact that they're human beings, you know. They, they make mistakes just like anybody. But when you talk about you know your body, I think a lot of us do and some of us don't. But at the same time, I didn't know what chemotherapy would do to me because had I known, I would... Do you think I would want to experience a heart attack? I mean, I'm in my I'm in my house one day and I'm just doing a little bit of cleaning, you know, light housekeeping, if you want to say. And um, but you know what my light housekeeping is, painting, wallpaper. <laughs> you know what I do, right? And um, I started sweating and thinking, oh my God, it's hot, but it's not that hot. I looked at the temperature and I said, well, it's like 75. Why am I sweating like this? And I got heart palpitations. I had to sit down. I'm short of breath. What the heck is going on? Um, you know me. It has nothing to do with embarrassment. Maybe just a little bit, Miss Terry. I didn't want to call 911. <laughs> I wanted to get in my vehicle and drive myself to the hospital, but it was impossible. So I dialed 911 and they came. They took my blood pressure, they, you know, my vitals and everything. And then they took me and I'm like, and they gave me oxygen. I mean, I was like, oh my God, let me call somebody because I would hate to die in an ambulance and nobody knows I'm dead. You know, I mean, I'm laughing at it now, but I was, I was in dire need to let someone know 
where I was at in case something happened to me. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of my fears in life. I don't want to die and nobody knows that I'm dead. You know, oh, yes. you know, some people might not care, but then there's a small portion that do care, you know. But no, I agree with you 100%. And, and again, you know, we all have different journeys to go on with this ugly, dreadful disease. You know, when I got it first, uh, I didn't have a chance to call you up and talk to you and say, hey, listen, I'm sick, you know, blah, blah, blah. I talked to your sister, you know, she kept in contact with me. But me and you didn't because I didn't know that you were going through your own journey because for a brief moment, I was so caught up in my life and trying to fight this disease that I did not have time to pick up the phone and call you this one and that one. It was and listen, it was only a select a few that knew I had it. My own kids didn't know it. Because remember, I think I spoke to you about this. I said to you, I said, I don't want to tell the kids because I don't want to upset them. Remember I said that to you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. And I said, um, you, you know, but at some point in time, they found out through family members. And I think it was my niece who said something to my kids, which that wasn't her place to say, okay? Um, that's one time she should have stayed over here and kept her mouth shut. It was my choice to tell who I wanted to expose to my dreadful disease, okay? Because not everybody can handle that. We know this, right? Right, Miss Terry? We know this. Oh, you know, and, 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 but you, but, and you also know that even though that's the way you felt, I felt just the opposite. Well, you, you, are you saying you wanted people to know that you were sick? No, no, if, 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 if yeah. I mean, I, I told my kids off the bat, you know why? Because I'm the one in need. See, see, uh, and, and, and when you always put yourself out there for people, for your children, family members, there come a time when you got to be kind to yourself. And, um, that was the time, like, oh no, oh no, I'm not keeping this from them. You know, I'm feeling bad. If they feel, if, if I'm feeling bad, if they got to feel bad, we gonna feel bad together. But I'm the victim here. But see, I didn't look at my life like that. You know why I didn't? I, I got to be honest with you. I recognize I recognize what you're saying, which is cool. That's cool for you. But in my life, I, you know what? I didn't. Let me tell you something. We all love our children. I did not want to put the burden of this on mine because of the fact that, you know what? They never had to deal with anything like that. And I'm going to tell you, you know, my daughter is the director of nursing. Listen, the thing of it is, is this. Why should I, this is my feelings, my way, my thinking pattern, okay? I'm thinking, oh my God, I, I said to a family member, please don't tell my kids. Because I know how they worry. They say they don't, but they do. And when, when my niece broke the code of silence, let me just say that. And she wasn't supposed to, nor was it her business to tell my kid about me being sick. And my kid, I want you to know, both of them were grown-ups now, you know. So, so the thing of it is, is that 
I thought I could handle this by myself, Miss Terry. I'm going to be honest with you because I'm very independent. I mean, listen, you know, when I had cancer, let me tell you how independent I am or call me stupid if you want is okay, (laughs) you know, but I had two dogs. One dog was a cockapoodle. He was like 40 pounds. I'm on chemotherapy. Just had a heart attack. Came home from the hospital. Now, my 40-pound cockapoodle, he's white and curly here, needed to go out to go to the bathroom. I remember picking this little guy up, taking him out, because guess what? It wasn't his fault that his mommy was sick with cancer, just had a heart attack, couldn't take this little fella out. I had two, I had to take the other one out. She was fine, you know. But the thing of it is, is that, you know what? I didn't want to burden my children down. And when they found out, I'm gonna just say it. If they listening, fine, but I'm gonna say it. I didn't want to burden them down. They have their own families, they have their own lives. And you know, I was gonna tell them, let's put it this way, Miss Terry. I was going to tell them at my own time. I didn't want to be pushed. I didn't want to be forced. I wanted to see what was happening in my life first. I wanted to get diagnosis. I wanted to get biopsies and all this other stuff to make sure that when I went to them, I said, hey, listen, I didn't, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't need them to support me. I needed them to be by my side and to know what the verdict is, be it good or bad. I didn't need them to come over and do stuff for me. But you know what happened? When they found out, they broke down. They broke down, they cried. And they felt, they never once asked me, Miss Terry, how come you didn't tell us? How come they never once said that to me? But one thing I can say about both of them, one of them came, She brought her family, her kids. They stayed in a hotel. They stayed close by me. They made sure I was fine. She went with me to all of my doctor appointments, my chemotherapy. I mean, listen, I mean, I was so blessed and so happy that I got up in the morning before we left. I made egg sausages, bacon, toast, hamburgers, frankfurters. Oh, macaroni tuna salad. Now, now, what person had all this energy after after getting ready to get her chemo treatment? But you know what? They came up from Connecticut. They loved on me. They showed me love, respect, and they honored me. I don't care if it was for a week or whatever it was. I was blessed to have that. But did I want to burden them down? No, I didn't. My son, oh, my son, he came. He just like my daughter, let's face it. They both came, my son stayed at a hotel right by the hospital. You understand the hospital's over here, the cancer hospital, and then his family, his kids, they stayed right down the road from me. So I got the support. But you know what I wanna talk to you about, Miss Terry? It's the fact that people don't realize, me and you, we share something in common. Could you tell the listeners what we share? Well, both of us lost our eldest daughters um, in death unexpectedly, but even if it was expected to lose a child, I mean, they were adults, but still a child. Um, You lost your firstborn, I lost my firstborn daughter. And that, oh, that's hard. I mean, even if you're not on good relations with your child, to lose someone you gave birth to, that's a different animal altogether. That 
that's just crazy. And that's that's what we have in common. Yes. That is so true. And you know, my, my philosophy in life was always, you know what? I expected my oldest girl to bury me instead of me having to bury her. Yeah, that's, a, that's what parents expect. But you know you what? Know? When, when she passed, I was very, I was an arrogant person. I, I thought I had the world, you know, I mean, I lived a good life. I mean, hey, listen, I had a daughter that worshiped the ground I walked on, that loved me and honored me, you know, and I could, I could do no wrong in her eyesight. Let me tell you something. That is the best feeling in this life to have a child that will go to bats for you. Even if you're wrong, she will love you unconditionally. So when people get up here and they talk about their kids and they have problems and, you know, different things, uh, you know how close we were, me and her. You know how close me and Maisha was. We were like, we were mother and daughter, but we were best friends at the same time. But when I had to say, hey, look, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. I'm your friend, but I'm not that kind of friend. You know what I'm saying? I'm not your friend in the street. Um, but one thing about her, she never lift a hand to me. You know how you hear some people say, oh, my children, they, they raised their hand. She, let me tell you something. She never raised her hand. And you know what? I love her to death. And that's the only kid in my life. And I say this, God knows. I'm going to refrain from saying what I was about to say. But if it came down to me having to take a bullet or her taking one, I would take it, Terry. Miss Terry, I'm going to be yeah, honest Yeah, I know, you. I know. And see, you know... That's the dynamics of having children, not just one. Each one have a different dynamic with the parent. And um, I know that a lot of times through this journey, when I think about some of the things that we used to laugh about, and um, I say, wow. And it brings me comfort. I have bought a bamboo back scratcher <laughs> for my daughter, who people call Avasia. And I had and I named the back scratcher Vasia. Do you know I got that right looking at it now, I still got that bamboo back scratcher and it do work pretty good. And I paid 99 cents for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but let me let me share my story. Let's each share a story about yours and mine's, okay? And um, I know your daughter, which was the love of my heart because she was nice, she was kind, she was pleasant, and she always had a smile on her face. And you know what? You know, there, there are a few times in life that you come across a human being that you know that means you no malice, no harm, no hatefulness, just a love out of her heart. And you know, I remember the day I was at home and I got a call from you. It's breaking my heart talking about it right now. And you said your exact words to me were, may I share? Yeah. Okay. Your exact words to me was, you told me you lost her and you said, and you were crying. And I said, what, what, what happened? I was, 
I was discombobulated, to be honest. I said, what happened? What happened? And you kept saying, the devil's, a, the devil's busy. The devil's is taking our children. It's taking our children. Oh, my God. That day, how my heart was hurting so bad because she was, she was an angel. She really was. And and I'm going to say this, and I hope there's no, no disrespect to you, but she was one out of your many that you have that had my heart. She could have came to my house anytime, any day and said da 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 and I would have I would have melted for her. She was just like your daughter. She look, are you kidding? She was they were like mentally they were um I mean, you would have thought they were cut from the same cloth. Even though um mine was older than yours, but there was they had a certain something, a, a rare something that, I mean, that people, people took to them the same way. And not people that knew that they knew each other or whatever, but they, they, they had a certain spirit about them. So, yeah, I mean, um, I used to love... When, when I, I call her Sabine when she would um, come to the terrace cousin cousin Terry cousin Terry and I'd look her up and she would, she would not pass by without calling and saying if, even if she was going to the store you know so certain people earn the right to be in a certain place in a person's heart that's not taking anything away from anybody else that's their place everybody's an individual and they stand on their own now you 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 can say that again um you know what there's a lot of times the most times in my life let me rewind a minute that i am very depressed not about sickness but about my daughter is on her birthday and on the day she died I can, and I don't even have to think about the the birthday, I know it's coming. The death, I don't think about. But when it hits me, I'm just very depressed. I don't know what's the matter. I can't get my act together. I'm just not right. And once the, the day that she died was August, and I never forgot, I lived in Westchester County, New York. The lights went out that day my baby yes. died. The light, you were there with me, you know. The light, yep. the lights went out the whole city. Am I lying? That's, that's the truth. I mean, you look so, it up. I, in fact, we was on the Brooklyn, I think. You look it, it up. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah, the city, everything, lights went out. Everything went out the day she died. Was it the day we buried her that the lights went out? Yeah, it was the day yeah. we buried her. Exactly. The lights went out. And, um, you know, wow, my heart goes out to anyone out there, any one of my listeners who have ever lost a kid, a grandkid, a spouse, a sibling, or just anybody that you've loved and you've shared a lifetime with. But I will say this, you know what? We are strong women. And I will say this to you, we, we need God. I don't care who you are. I don't know what your religion is, but if you don't have something that you can hold on to in your life, this world is not for the weak. It's just not, you know. 
But you know, Miss Terry, you have made my day today. And I really have to say to you, thank you for giving me this interview. And I know it was a private thing in your life. See me, I'm doing a podcast, so I don't mind sharing my life because the day that I stop being ashamed, um, embarrassed about my condition, um, and you know why I think all that was? Because I've always managed to look good in my life, to take good care of myself, not saying that no one else has. Um, and cancer doesn't care who you are, what color you are, or, or, or where you live, and how much money you got, and all that good stuff. But I'm, I'm talking about my embarrassment and where my shame came through because I was that that it person. <laughs> Remember what you said to me about what your friend says. What did what did your friend say? What did he say? What does he? What did he say for years? Well. That's how he felt as a man. But, you know, when you're used to people... I didn't mean it like that. You, no. I, I used to t- from the time you was a baby, you had a certain walk. You had a certain look. You know? So, I mean, it is what it is. Can't take that. I mean, that's you. It ain't like you You, you was faking and you said, I got to make myself look like this, look like that. You know, you didn't, you didn't have to do too much. <laughs> you know? Some of us have done a little more than others. Well, yeah, that that might be true, but what my point was, I said that to say where my shame and my embarrassment came into play because when you look a certain way and you're always trying to keep yourself up and, you know, and my thing was, I didn't keep up with the Joneses. I kept up with me, what I wanted in this life. That was what was important. But when I got cancer, like you said, I didn't look the same. I mean, I had the same body, not the same mind, not the same looks and all that stuff. You know, I had to acknowledge, you know, I lost my hair. I lost my eyelashes, my eyebrows, every part of here on my body. If you guys could know what I'm talking about, just everything. I was hairless. I got, I was, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed because I wasn't me. I wasn't the person that I strive to be with this illness. That's, that's what I mean when I say that to you, you know. Um, But like I said, we all have our crosses to bear, you know. We all do in this life. And um, is there anything you want to say to my listeners before we end the show? Sure do. Um, I want to um, suggest to your listeners that um, they find something to hold on to that gives them and I'm talking on a spiritual level first me if it wasn't for Jehovah God I wouldn't be able to do what I do I would also suggest that they take B12 shots of course certain times a year um the D3 the prescription type D3 um and stuff because these are the things, even though the doctor will tell you, oh, you don't need that, say, no, you don't need it, but I do. It's because you, you, you have to be the advocate for you. You have to do the research for you. If you can get somebody to help you with it, if, if you feel too weak or if your eyesight, whatever, but advocate for yourself. 
because there's only one you. And I know that everything I told my doctors was true. In fact, with the letrozole, the pill I'm taking for my breasts, um, even though they wanted to do chemo and stuff like that, my tumor has, um, and the lymph node had shrunk, shrunk 30%, and the doctor was over the moon. I mean, he was like tap dancing out the office. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. At, I'm looking at dude like, um, he's, he's, I mean, like, wow. You know, and I didn't know that that was something, I think it, because I wasn't on the regular protocol that they used, that this was something new to them. You know, it wasn't an expected thing. So I'm saying when if this little tiny pill, as bad as it makes my bones and stuff hurt, if that means that it's working, then so be it. By all but means. Trust yourself. Yes. You know, trust yourself. Be willing to tell a doctor, you know what, that might be good for so-and-so, but I'm not comfortable with that. Because no matter what they give you, if your mind tells you it's not going to do anything good for you, trust me, it's not going to do anything good for you. Because then now that's mind over matter to a degree. And, 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 and no, well, I, I was used to being around people who had to take chemo and different things. Um, and also, I was in my family, we always felt with the children, we would sit them down and tell them, well, look, this is such and such. This is what we got to do. This is the possible outcome. In other words, we prepared them for, for death, for, for life. You know, everybody's different. So whatever you decide to do, that's your business. That's all I can say. Thank you, Miss Terry. Well, we at the Robin Robinson Show, thank you for sharing your journey with us. And we continuously pray for your health and your healing process. And Miss Terry, I just want to say I love you dearly. And you were the one that wanted me to call you Miss Terry. <laughs> I, I slipped maybe once or twice and That's called who you Terry. I am. <laughs> yes, this is true. Okay. Well, we're not dealing. We we're not dealing with grandkids that call you that. We on the Robin Robinson show right. today. <laughs> I'm just making some joke with you. You know, but anyway, you guys, thanks for being here today. And I really, really had a good time. And you guys know what I always say. Things happen in everyone's life. Bye. Bye.